Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome back to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host and your coach and your guide for the week. And I just want to welcome you, hello, and say good morning. Good morning to you because we are waking up, waking up to our true life. And I want to again remind you, as always, I hope you lived your life this past week with an attitude of gratitude. Living in thanks is so important. You know, happiness doesn't start until gratitude begins. And also to give, give when you can. Giving is a two-way street. When you give, you're also receiving. And then because we have this power to choose, love first and then choose. When you do that, uh, you will have fewer regrets with the choices that you make in life. Love first and then choose. Thank you. Thank you for joining this week. Um, And I do say good morning to you because wherever you are, Whenever you're listening to this, it is, uh, it is morning. It is the morning in a sense because we're waking up. You know, it could be dark outside and it could be light. It you know, could be 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. But the truth about waking up to your true life is about really understanding that what you see with your, your real eye, your, your mind's eye, your spiritual eye, your, your true life eye, your true eye, is much clearer when you're awake. You know, it's, it's one of those things where when you're dreaming, if you're asleep and you're dreaming, things are a little bit fuzzy. Do you, do you remember your dreams? When you're dreaming, things are a little bit fuzzy and around the edges, and they're a little off. Things are, uh, you know, even my voice went up when I said a little off because they are just a little off, and things are discombobulated. And they're not quite right. Now, that word discombobulated, where did that come from? Uh, <laughs> you know, I use that word a lot, not a lot, but I have used it before. And, and I, you know, it doesn't even sound like a real word, but, but it is a real word. Trust me, it's a real word. Uh, look it up if you're not familiar with it. But it just means that we're just out of sorts, that we're a little confused. And in our dreams, we're just a little off. And just as an example, let's say, um, you know how you're, you're dreaming and you might be driving. Let's say you're driving in your car and you don't have a passenger in the car with you, but you're headed somewhere. And then the next thing you know, you're heading to that same place, but you're on a bicycle. And next thing you know, you're back in the car. But this time there may be a passenger with you. And nothing's really changed, but you're going back and forth and you're, 
or if you always had a passenger with you in that car, by the time you get to where you're going, the passenger is somebody different. It, it, I mean, dreams are just a little off. <laughs> so it's okay to be a little off when you're dreaming like that. But you accept your dream almost as if it's real. When you're dreaming, you don't question the dream. You don't stop and say, wait a minute. You weren't in the car with me a couple of minutes ago, and now you're in the car. You just take it, and you don't spend a lot of time questioning it. You know, some um, some of the dream becomes recognizable. There's some truth to the dream that, that makes it feel more real. And so you connect with those recognizable pieces of your dream, and and then you say, okay, that this is kind of real. This is happening, and you believe it to be real while you're dreaming. But you know that things are just a little off. And when they're just a little off, things aren't just quite right. And, they're, and, and while you're sleeping, that's the feeling that you have. And, and even when you remember your dreams, you might tell somebody about your dream. And what's the first thing you say when you tell someone about your dream? Uh, usually it's something that, that sounds like this. You know, I had a weird dream last night. <laughs> I had a strange dream last night. So you put that adjective on it. You say it's weird or it's strange because you know that it's just a little off. The normal dream that you have is just a little off. And our lives, when we are going through our life, a lot of times our life is just a little off. And it's not anything major. But I will tell you that's normal for your life to be just a little off from time to time is a normal thing. And what I'd like to do here is provide information and provide you insight to life itself so that it begins to wake you up a little bit to those things in your life that might seem a little off. So if things are get a little fuzzy in some areas of your life, and you're having a hard time making sense of certain things, then maybe it's a matter of just being fully present and fully awake to that area of your life. And so the wake-up call that we have here, and the reason I say good morning to you, is to wake you up to these areas of your life that might just need uh, a little more attention. So, for example, I mean, you might say to yourself, I just can't seem to lose the weight. You know, you have a weight issue and you, I just can't seem to lose the weight. Or, um, you know, why didn't I get that job? I, I, I'm more qualified than the person who got it. You know, so things just are not quite clear and a little fuzzy. You just can't quite make sense of certain things in your everyday life. And that's normal for all of us. This is not uh, this is not something that's really different for you. And I'm just saying, hey, this is really wrong. It is normal to have things just to be just a little off because when they're a little off, it just says that we're not very clear and we're not seeing very clear. Things are fuzzy and it might be time to just wake up a little bit to that area of our life and be very clear about that area of our life and understand it so that we are fully awake and fully alive to what's going on in that area of, of, of life. I mean, something as simple for me is I like to play golf and I will play with, uh, with someone and they'll hit the ball very far and I just can't quite hit the ball as far as they do. But 
I might be bigger than that person. I'm like, God, how can they hit that ball that far? They're smaller than me. You know, things seem to be just a little off for me here. I don't understand this. But when I get really present with what's going on and understand that there's more to it than just the size of the golfer, that there's technique and there's other things and there's clearly other details that I can't see when I'm walking around in a, in a fuzzy daze around golf and I have to be very clear about what it takes to hit that ball further, then I'm waking up to that area of whatever it is. And so you give yourself a break if you find that you, you're you walking around and there's things that are just a little off. Um, know that it's okay, but also know that that's a, a little bit of an alarm clock saying, huh, let me examine what it is that is feeling this way and maybe I can get clarity around it that will make it feel a little different or a little better. So anyway, um, I wanted to share with you why I say to you each time we meet that this is a wake-up call, that I wish you a good morning each time because I want you to wake up just a little bit more each time and also understand that it's okay to be a little fuzzy in, in your life in certain areas, just like it is in your dream. But if you truly wake up from your dream, things get a little clearer. So as we truly wake up here at True Life Academy, things will get clearer for your life in certain areas, and you'll begin to thrive in those areas more so than you probably have before. So that's I wanted to share that with you. Um, also, this this thing about um, being able to create the life experience that you have. You know, when I when I speak to people about it, there is this blockage. I, I'll call it this filter that they hear what I'm saying through this filter, and and they'll they'll put or apply their intelligence to the conversation in such a way that doesn't allow them to open up to the possibilities. See, we know what we know, but when someone introduces something new to you, it is not always easily accepted, nor should it be accepted blindly. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying whatever I say is gospel because it's, it's not. We need to truly um, understand what it is we say uh, what others say to us, and really make sense of it. So uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit tonight about a couple of things. First of all, your intelligence. There's this thing called the IQ. Do you know what your IQ is? Um, what is your IQ? And if you don't know what an IQ it is, it's your intelligent quotient. It's the quotient, it's the number that's placed on your full intelligence your, your intelligence that is measured in a very scientific way that allows people to put a number on you and, and determine how intelligent, quote unquote, you might be. Now, an oversimplification of, of your intelligence is this IQ that really only measures kind of your short term memory or your, your language skills and maybe even your reasoning. So if you'll, you'll see a diagram. If you've ever seen an IQ test, if you've ever taken one, you'll see diagrams that have one quarter of the square colored, then another color corner of the square colored, and then you're supposed to guess 
what the next picture is is going to portray. And so it's kind of a reasoning thing there for your IQ. We're going to talk a little bit about your IQ, but we're also going to talk about how your language uh, shapes your life as well relative to your intelligence. So tonight's going to be very interesting because we're going to wake up, we're going to get very clear, and we're going to uh, answer some of those questions that have been a little off for you. We'll be right back after the break. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome to Toginet. Radio with a cutting edge. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to True Life Academy. And we are here tonight talking about a few things. Uh, First of all, I wanted to make sure you knew what waking up really meant and how uh, we are all kind of sleeping in certain areas of our life. Not completely asleep, but we might be a little bit drowsy in some areas of our life because things are a little off uh, when it comes to some parts of our life. And we're going to get clarity around how to wake up. And one of the major things about waking up for us is really uh, understanding how we see the world and how we see things. And uh, so we're going to talk really, we're going to have some really good conversation about how to really uh, change that filter in which you see the world. Uh, One of the things that establishes our view of the world is what we call our intelligence. You know, how intelligent are you? And do you measure that? How do you measure that intelligence? We have this thing called the IQ test that many people, you know, they... They think of that as the standard for understanding a person's intelligence. Um, I, I have a little bit of a problem with that, uh, and, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But just so that you understand what the IQ test really is, if, you, if you're not familiar with it, there are actually several different tests that are scored. There's not just one standard IQ test. There's different ones. They all have different names. Um, I won't go through the names. I have the names here of the different tests that, that exist. But there are different tests, and they're usually measured in a number. And the number, the one thing that's kind of, I'll say generally, 
consistent about these results is that the number range goes from the, I'll say the below 70, below uh, 50, 60, all the way up to 160, 170. That's kind of this range, if you will, of of where uh, people reside. Most people, the average of most people reside anywhere from the 80, 85 range all the way up to, say, 115. So if you... Uh, know someone who is um, who has taken the test, or you yourself have taken an IQ test, and you find yourself with a score anywhere between, let's say, 85 and 120. Um, then you know you're average. You might be low average, or middle average, or high average, but you're you're in the average ballpark there. And then people with uh, very high IQs are up to like 130, 130, 32 or so. Uh, beyond that, that's called really high, high IQ. And then there's people that are con- considered um, superior, if you will, or, or even gifted, and they're above 130. And then there's this thing called Mensa. If you're a part of the Mensa membership, then you're 130 plus as well. Then there's this highly gifted area of 140 plus, um, 150. Now, it was... It was believed that Albert Einstein, now Albert Einstein, and we all kind of know the name and we consider Albert Einstein a genius. Now, Albert Einstein never took an IQ test, at least not one that's been recorded, that I could find anywhere. But it was believed that if he were to take an IQ test, he would score around 160, which is, again, highly gifted. It's it's way up there. It's that genius level, 160, 164 is the genius level. So uh, in terms of IQ and your intelligence, um, that's kind of a measure that's being used. Now, I struggle with that because I, I don't think that that really does display your true intelligence. And I'm not saying that because my IQ is low. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm in, an, in an area, I won't tell you what it is, I'm in an area I think that I'm pretty proud of. But it's not because of how I scored that I consider myself intelligent. It's because of the other things in life that uh, when we grab a handle on those things, then you really start to feel the true nature of your intelligence, your own genius, the own truth within you. That is, I think, personally, that is where I think your true intelligence lies, not in the your short-term memory or your ability to handle language or your reasoning. You know, the IQ test, when it was developed, it was really meant for a way of identifying children who would have the capability and the capacity to be successful in life over the long long haul. And what it's developed into, what it grew into was even as adults, people were using it to kind of measure the self against other people in the norm. So it really is used across the board from kids all the way up now. And, uh, but again, it's just one measure that just measures a portion of what people would call your intelligence. And so I, I, I just want to make sure that you know that, in my opinion, that's not your true level of intelligence, but it is a measure that's, <laughs> that's used. 
you know, when you uh, think about that, it's really oversimplifying who we are. There are probably people who would score very low on this test who are very, very intelligent. Uh, and they, there may be a reason for that. There are people with autism that uh, or Asperger um, syndrome that in one area of their life, they're super, super intelligent. But in certain other areas, they struggle a little bit and they would probably not do very well on an IQ test. Uh, doesn't mean that they're not an intelligent being. So I just want you to take that with a grain of salt. However, you know, relative to tonight's subject of really creating the life that you really want to live, a lot of it is built on how we see ourselves, how we process information, and then how we react to that information and behave as a result of that information. And the level of intelligence that we have drives a lot of, of that process of, of understanding our level of, of information that we take in and then processing it and acting on it. So our intelligence, the intelligence quotient, the IQ, that I think is more important is, I'll call it the LQ. That's your life quotient. That is the, the measure of how you are really working your way through this life. Now, one of the things that is real important about how you see yourself as intelligent or not intelligent or uh, you know, low uh, average or high average or genius um, has a lot to do with how you process information. And one of the things that's constant and it's consistent throughout all of our, all of our lives is the fact that we do process information very similarly in terms of how we take it into our mind and we have a way of communicating through a language and then as a result of what we take in our mind and communicate either to others or even to ourselves, when we communicate to ourselves. In other words, we, we do this self-talking. We speak to ourselves, this, these thoughts that go through our head. Our minds, our communication, all result in a, a perception that we have of reality. This is the result of, of what, what I'll call programming. The programming that we have within us is a result of how we take that information into our brain, the language that's used, and then the, the programming that comes as a result of that. Now, if you followed that process that I just walked through, what I just described to you is something that uh, is called neuro-linguistic programming. And a fancy word, um, some people call it NLP, NLP. Now, neuro-linguistic programming is truly just a matter of taking the words that we use in our mind, the things, the language that we use in our mind, and it begins to program us to see life a certain way. It begins to program us to see reality in a certain way. And this NLP, this neuro-linguistic programming, is so important to how we live our lives. Now, get rid of the, the long scientific word, neuro-linguistic programming, and just talk about how we think about reality, our perception, that's not a big word. So this is our perception of reality 
is truly the life that we live. You know, we see life through a certain filter. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been said that we can never really know reality. We only know our perception of reality. Think about that for a second. We never really know reality. We only know our perception of reality. So our perception is very important to what we consider real in our lives. You know, and each of us sees that differently. Each of us has a different perception of life. So reality is different for each and every one of us. You know, how each of us sees things is very different. And, you know, I've also heard it said that what limits us or empowers us is generally not reality, but it's our map of reality. So we have this map that's in our brain, it's in our, in our mind, that just lays it out for us, and we use that map to get around. We use that map to talk to other people. When we see someone, we refer to that map, and we talk to that person based on what we're seeing in that map. Now, the person that we talk to has the ability to influence the design of that map, and it may change over time. That map may change, but the map is already there within us, and it's been established over many, t- many years as we've created our filter, our perception of what reality is in any given area of our life. You know, I, I'll use a, a metaphor for you that, that might help. If you were to visit two cities that you, you have never been to, let's take Detroit and let's take Baltimore. Now, many of you may, may have been to both of those cities, but I've, I've not been to either. So let's, let's just take that as my example. If I dropped you in the middle of Baltimore or in the middle of Detroit and I gave you a map of the other city. So I drop you in Detroit and I give you a map of Baltimore. You're going to have a hard time finding your way around Detroit. And everything on that map is for Baltimore, but you're trying to use it in Detroit. So if you are lost in Detroit and trying to use a map that doesn't match reality, it's going to be very difficult for you to get around. And quite often, even though our entire map is not always wrong in our mind, there are pieces of our map that aren't quite right. They're not exactly the way they should be. And we still try to use it to get around that area of our life. Um, I don't know if that, that helps in terms of how perception works and how the map of your mind works, but we're going to use that as a jump-off point to creating the, the own, our own maps for our, for our lives. And when we get back from the break, I'll tell you exactly how to do that when you recognize that you've got the wrong map that you're using in a given area. We'll be right back after the break. True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Have you heard? 
The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to True Life Academy. We are talking about the map in your mind. What, what, city, are, is your, what city does your map have in it? Is your mind uh, a map that says, I'm out on the golf course and I really cannot hit this ball very far? And then far for me is, you know, let's say 250 yards. Is that the map that I have? When truly the map is that I should be able to hit this ball much further if I changed a couple of things. If I changed a few things in my technique, I could hit this ball 275 yards. But if I'm okay with the map that says you're only going to go that far, 250 yards, then that's the map I'll live with. And I'll be satisfied with that. And, And there's nothing wrong with that if that's the map you want. But if you want something different... Examine your map. Examine your perception of whatever it is. And I use golf as a, just a very crude example, but this applies to your finances. This applies to your relationships. This applies to your job, your career. This applies to your health. If you see yourself in your map as 25 pounds overweight, that's your map. That's what reality looks like to you. Then understand that's your reality. That's the fuzziness because you haven't woken, you haven't, you haven't responded to the alarm clock. You haven't said good morning. There's clarity here that I don't have to be 25 pounds overweight. There's clarity here that I can be 30 pounds lighter. There's clarity here because I don't have to have lost that job to someone else who's less qualified. There's clarity here that says I'm capable of doing so much more than that job would have allowed me to do. So I'm going to get a bigger and better job. The map in your mind, the perception of your reality can shape your life. And so I want to be very clear with you that um, you are in control of that. Now, we we started talking before the break about the NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is really, just scrap that, that term for those of you who are not familiar with it. And just let's talk about perception, the perception of reality, the map in your mind. That map 
is truly just a map. It's not the territory. It is the map. You know, when, when I don't know if you've seen different types of, of maps of, let's say, the United States. Now, when I say a map of the United States, what do you think about? Do you think about this flat map that has lines through it that separates each state? So you see Colorado that looks somewhat like a big square, or you see California on the left side of the United States, and um, or you see uh, different parts of the, the, the country as they're shaped on a map. Is that your view of the United States? Or if I say map of the United States, do you see uh, more of a a view from outer space where you can actually see the different, uh, or not even outer space, but something closer and at a higher altitude where you can see the different colors and you can almost see the contour of the hills and the mountains. Um, when you see, do you, see, you have seen, I know you've seen maps that, that look at the United States that way. It's more of a territorial, more of a, a landscape type mapping as opposed to the flat uh, line-drawn maps. So those are very different maps, and they produce a very different view of what it is you're looking at. And based on that view, um, you might react differently. So when you think about a map, are you looking at it at a very detailed level and you just see the streets, lines on a map with the street names along the side? See, the map can take different shapes, different forms. And so there's no right map and no wrong map. It is your map. And the map that you have in your mind about whatever it is you're dealing with, if it's weight loss, if it's hitting a golf ball further, if it's getting the job where, you, where someone else who, who was, was not as qualified got the job and you just don't know why, it, whatever it is, the map that you have that allows you to create your own reality, your own story around the life that you're living is a map that you create. That is your map. But I'm going to give you three things about this map that are very important. First of all, the map is something that's that is your perception. It is learned. Simple. You've learned that. I don't know how it was taught to you. It was taught to you over a long period of time or taught to you over many life's experiences or other, what other people have said to you or about you, but it is learned. The second thing that's important is that it can be changed. It can be unlearned. It can be changed. So it's learned, but it can be Modified, it can be changed. And then the third thing that's probably the most important is that you're the cartographer. Now, cartographer is the other name for a map maker. You are the cartographer, you are the map maker. You draw that map out, it's yours to draw. Now, you can draw if you're sitting in Detroit and you want to draw a map of that city, I suggest that you take a real close look at the streets you're walking down and you look up at the street signs and you draw a line and you put the name of that street sign down. And you take another step and you look down the street and you, and you t draw another line and you put another street name down. You draw the map that best represents reality, not the map that was handed to you that actually is Baltimore while you're standing in Detroit, 
but the map that is real based on your present understanding of what's going on, not what you heard in the past, not what you think might happen in the future, but your present understanding of your reality. That's the map that you get to draw as the cartographer. Now, um, cartographer is a, is, a, is a term that probably is not very familiar with many. Um, when I think of cartography, <laughs> I think of an image of the landscape that is more of a cartoon. So I think cartographer, cartoon, it's not real. It's just a drawing that's an image. So as a cartographer, you get to draw that little cartoon of yours. But know that you can erase it and redraw it based on new information that you get, new experience, new wisdom that you come across. You can continue to develop and draw that map because it is learned, it can be changed, and you are the map maker. Okay, so those are three important things about your perception, this map that you have. And it all, re it all goes back to, to this idea of NLP or neuro-linguistic neuro programming because it's really the programming that takes place in your mind that establishes that map. You know, it's, it's important that you put detail into your map and when you start to put detail into your map, now you end up with a different kind of map. You, you, don't hear, you don't have that flat map with the lines and the street names on it. You begin to get a more clear view of the terrain. You can see the, the heights and the lows. So if you're thinking about a map of your life, you want to see all the, the hills and the valleys. You want to see the, the green and the brown and the water. And you want to see all of those things and in order to see those, you have to be a little bit more than a cartographer. That's where you become a surveyor. And when you, if, if you survey the land in such a way, you can start to see the, the rise and the fall of the terrain that you're, that you're traversing. And you build a map that has that level of detail to it based on what's really happening in the terrain. And now your view of the world is not based on what someone told you or even what you saw 10 years ago or what's happened to you last year. It's based on what's happening right now, your present moment, what's real today. So you, you, you get rid of the past, you get rid of all that other stuff, and you begin to build the map based on what you know right now. But understand, it's still just a map. It is learned and it can be changed. Because if I go back to that statement uh, about reality, um, the, I'm trying to find it here. They, what limits us or empowers us is generally not reality, but it's our map of reality. All right. I, I, um, write that one down. I mean, that's one that the hang on the mirror if you, if you like, because it'll keep you grounded in understanding that you think you know something. And you got to understand that what you know is really what you are seeing on your map, okay? So I encourage each of you to be a surveyor, you know, take more detail. You know, it's, it'll be closer to reality versus just what you think you know. And it means seeing things the way, um, not the way you've been told they are, but the way they, they truly are that you tell yourself and what the terrain looks like. But now, how do you tell yourself? 
what the terrain looks like. This is really where the uh, neuro-linguistic programming comes in. What you tell yourself, you use words. Now, I don't mean you even have to speak the words. You know, words are so, so very important. It's not just what you think, but it's not just what you speak, it's what you think as well. Yes, not just what you say, but it's what you think. You know, you think in words also. Hopefully you recognize that. So when you think, when you're thinking right now, you might be listening and hearing what I'm saying. You're hearing my words and you're, you're rebutting, you're, you're, you're processing, you're, you're debating, you're whatever it is, but you're using your own words to think about the things that we're talking about tonight. And when you think in a language, you know, speaking to someone, you know, I spoke to someone who was bilingual recently. And I asked him about this. And, you know, I found out that um, they actually think in multiple languages. I said, well, do you think in English? Do you think in in Spanish? You know, which language do you speak? Do you think in? You speak both languages. And uh, the the answer kind of surprised me because they said, well, both. You know, some words have more meaning to me in English than they do in Spanish and vice versa. And so when I think, my, I actually think in Spanglish. <laughs> I say, oh, that's pretty interesting. And that may be where Spanglish is really being born from because some words that um, people who are Hispanic speak, they speak them in Spanish and some words they speak in English and they think that way as well. And so it, it becomes one of those things uh, that you got to really pay attention to the words not only the words you speak, but the words you think. And that's where NLP really, really has its power. The neuro-linguistic neuro programming. Say that three times fast. So anyway, I, I, I hope this isn't getting too deep for you, and I hope I'm not running on with this too far, but I think it's important that you understand these, that the words are so powerful in your life. Not only what you say, but what you think. And we're going to talk a little bit about both of those, how to establish the right language for you to not only think, but speak when we get back from the break. Thank you. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Welcome to Toginet, cutting edge radio. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the million dollar mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction 
power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to True Life Academy. We are talking about the language that you use to create the map that's in your mind that results in the reality that you live every day. The map in your mind is your perception, and your reality is only your perception. You know, someone once said, it's, there's no such thing as reality. It's all about how we see things. And since we all see things a little differently, it's like reality really doesn't exist. I mean, that's one way of looking at it. it the only thing is real is what I believe to be real. And the only thing that's real is what you believe to be real. And and that's, that creates some issues for us sometimes, because when we don't see things the same, when we see things differently, when the view of life is different for me than it is for you in a specific area that we might be looking at, then we might have a conflict. And a lot of the conflict that takes place in the world today is based on that very principle. We're seeing the same things, but we see it differently because our maps are different. Our perceptions are different. And thus, our reality is different. And when our reality is different, our behavior is different. And we will stick by our reality, our perception, our map. We'll, you know, I'll, I'll stand in the middle of Detroit and say, you can't, you can't tell me that that street doesn't, doesn't end here. It's supposed to end right here. It says so right on my map. You know, and there's parts of my map that, that look like they're, they're real. It's like part of the dream that we have when we're not awake. You know, part of it makes sense, so we don't question the pieces that don't make sense. Part of that map, you know, there's a Martin Luther King Way here in Detroit, and there's one in Baltimore. So I see it here on the map, so I must be in the right place. There's a main street on my map, and I know there's a main street here, so I must be in the right place. My map has got to be right. But understand this, your map may not be as accurate as it can be. So I suggest to you and I encourage you to be the surveyor, the cartographer of your map, of your perception, and review it. Survey the land constantly. Make the changes because your map can be changed. Make the changes that are necessary to get more and more clear. Take the fuzziness out of the dream and wake up. Become more clear in your map as you draw it out. One way to do that is by using the right words, using the words that create the clarity, using the words that create what you want to see in your reality. You know, as I was talking to this, this gentleman who was bilingual, and he was telling me that even he thought in, in bilingual terms, some words he used, I said, give me an example. I, I said, I, I, I didn't quite get it right away. 
I understand the, the, the way um, Spanglish works and people mix the words up. But I said, give me, a, give me a, a, an idea of what you mean when you say you think bilingually also. And it was very simple. He, he took the term tired. He says, if I were to think about I'm tired, and this is what he was saying to me. He was speaking in English. He said, I wouldn't think about it in terms of I'm tired. I said, well, what would you, how would it come through your mind? He says, I would think, estoy cansado. Oh, and he asked, does that mean I'm tired? He says, yes, that means I'm tired. But I wouldn't think about the word tired. I would think about cansado. And so I, thought, I started thinking about this. And I said, well, that's pretty interesting. I certainly wouldn't use that word because I don't know that word. So he uses that word in his thoughts because he's very familiar with that word. Now, it's going to be very different for everybody. Not every bilingual Hispanic is going to think of the word cansado when they think about being tired. They may think about being tired. And it all has to do with so many things. I mean, a host of reasons. I mean, it could be their upbringing. It could be the language that uh, they, they speak at home. It could be the predominant language that they, that they hear around them all the time. It could be the first language that they've learned as an influence as to which words have the most meaning for them. It's the, the words that they connect to the most that create that thought of what words are actually going through your mind. And so, uh, but understand that because of the connection, because of, of the power of the words that they use, it's important that you use those words as you think and as you speak because they have a power over your reality as well. Now, so how do you do that? How do you really manage the words that you use? Once you begin to do this and you do it often, regularly, and you pay a conscious attention to the words. Now you're really into NLP. Now you're really programming the mind with a language. See, that's what NLP is. is it's a mind language programming. It, you're really beginning to program the mind with a language that is empowering to you because it is setting up the map that is empowering for you. See, your reality can be empowering or it can, it can hold you back. And the difference is your perception. The difference is the map. So create the map for yourself that's empowering in any area of your life. Now, I'm going to take you through an exercise. I want you to do this exercise with me. And you'll, you'll, it's very short, and it's, it's at the very beginning of what we're going to be doing. And it's about creating the map for yourself. You know, when you use certain words that are dispowering, then it has a tendency to reinforce the map that is uh, limiting for yourself. So if you use a word such as, well, let's just take the word that I, I, I talked to this guy about. And I said, what do you think about it? He says, he says uh, cansado, tired. If you're always using the word, if someone says, how you doing? Uh -huh, I'm tired. You may not really be tired, but you, you might say it. Guess what? You say that enough and you begin to believe that you're tired all the time. And you're going to react to that. Your body is going to adjust to that. 
and it's going to slow down and you're not going to do certain things that a tired person would, wouldn't, you know, you're not going to do the things that a person that's not tired would do. It's going to change what you do. It's going to change your behavior because your perception has changed. Your reality has changed. And so your activity, your behavior changes. And when that happens, guess what? Your life changes. And it all started with a single word. I can't tell you how powerful words are. Words are the start of everything. They are the start of the ideas that you have. If you remember, we talked last week about visualization and we talked about your life's vision. Well, you can't really have that life vision without attaching a word to the things that you're seeing. See, the things that you're seeing start with the words. And maybe they start with the view. I'm not going to argue which which comes first, the chicken or the egg, although I do have the answer to that. It's a matter of they're so intricately linked get together that the words create the perception and the reality that you experience. And as a result, it changes your behavior, it creates your behavior. So let, before we run out of time, I, wanna, I want you to go through this exercise with me. I hope you're getting this. This is so, so important because beyond this, Beyond what we're talking about last week and this week, visualizing your life and and, and all the words that that you use to think and speak with, this sets up the belief that you have in yourself. I'm not going to go down that path right now. But once you establish the belief you have in yourself, anything is possible. Anything is possible for you. The life that you want to live becomes possible for you. So let's go back to the exercise. I want you to build this map and I want you to use words. But I gave you a hint last week when we talked about um, the three most powerful letters in the English alphabet is I, A, M. That's the, when you put them together, it's I am. So I want you to create some words for yourself that follow that I am. And when you create that word, It could be around finances. It could be be around your career. It could be around your health, your weight. It could be, you know, uh, uh, around your relationships. Whatever area of your life, pick an area that you want to focus on right now and then establish the word that you want to accompany the I am statement. So let's just say it's your career as an example. Uh, I'm going to give you an example, and you can use this, or you can use anyone you want to use. And at your job, you might decide that, you know, you never want to fail at something. You want to perform at a high level, and you want to be seen as performing at a high level. And you want to know that you're performing at a high level, and you you think that's going to set you up for continued uh, success in your career. It might lead to a promotion. It might lead to some more money a greater, a bigger salary. But those things come from your ability to perform successfully, right? So in your career, you might just say, I am successful. And let's, let's go a little further. I am successful at everything that I do. Okay? So that's an example of a 
NLP that is based on your thoughts and your language. I am. I am successful at everything that I do. If you wrote that down and you said that to yourself constantly, 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 you just kept saying that to yourself, whether you believe it right now or not, but you say it to yourself. And if you want to take health, say something about your weight or say something about your fitness, not your weight, but say something about your fitness. Use positive words. I am very fit. Just say that. I am very fit. Don't say I, I've lost 25 pounds. Or I don't say I've lost because that's kind of those are negative words. When you lose something and you're trying to get somewhere, you say what it is that you really want to experience in a very positive manner. So write that statement down and do that and say it to yourself over and over and over again. This is NLP. This is programming. You know, we are like computers, and I think we're more intelligent than computers, but our brain is like the hard drive, and our mind is the software. And so we're reprogramming our mind. We're reprogramming the software so that we create the action. We create the map. We create the perception. We create the reality that takes us to where we want to go. Now, I know it's been a long way to get to this, this point, but I hope you hung in there with me throughout the entire show. Such an important show to listen to. If you, if you want to listen to it again, I encourage you to go to iTunes, pull the podcast down, listen to it again. Listen to it over and over because this is so important. This is setting the stage for the life, the perception, the reality that you are going to live. So until we speak again, everyone, please live with an attitude of gratitude. Say, I am thankful. <laughs> Give when you can. Love first, then choose. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success. To help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.